has done something really remarkable. It's how former presidents ought to behave. He's tried to stay out of politics. A little louder. Uh, and it's been very rare when he's come forward and, uh, and said anything uh, like uh, the, the uh, passage you just showed. But I think it's because that good? he remembers 9-11. Pre-pandemic times, the buffet and salad bar were staples for many people. But I am recording. If you just want to jump into the episode, you want to open with okay, right here. Because we're playing. I've been playing it for the last twenty-seven seconds. Last twenty-seven seconds. I'm not even sure what I've said. I w- we've been playing that. Okay, yeah. Trying to get through the sound. I got a lot of videos. <laughs> As I think I've already said, we have missed a couple weeks. I think the last time we we, we me and Alec have recorded was three weeks ago. Sounds about right. I mean, but did you and Craig did an episode. A couple in weeks ago, Craig went on vacation. Yeah, you might want to get that mic down a little bit there. Pop into my own ears. There you go. Let's, yeah, let's open with this. Talk about just negative. Alec, you seem like buffets. I catered for a long time. Love buffets. Buffets are a good thing. Well, you know, the buffet market might be dead right now. So let's just hear John Berman break the news. Because of COVID. Working from home or buying more groceries online now. Well, others have abandoned the self-serve food bar out of sanitary concerns. Some supermarket chains like Stu Letters are utilizing the space for pre-made lunches and dinners, which they say are selling better than the salad bars ever did. Um, you want to know my thing? I know you've been concerned about how I feel about buffets I'm in general. I'm so worried. <laughs> um, buffets, to me, have always been recipes for regret. Um, because wow. I always get the wrong thing. So I go to the buffet and I'll You put, can go back. Yeah, I was going to say. That's the whole point. You know, exactly. I, no matter, then Thank I still you. put the wrong thing on. I well, then you're just an idiot. I don't know what else to say. Right psychopath. <laughs> can't work a buffet. Just feel bad. Not that I eat too much, just because I ate the wrong thing. What does this mean for the Mongolian barbecue? Which, by the way, is I it's always because you ate too much. Let's be honest. <laughs> what it's called? What does this mean for that? I'm more likely to get the right thing when I go. Okay, turn okay. it off. Turn it off. <laughs> is this is this really what the, CNN? The is this CNN? Off. So normally, yeah, this is CNN. Is this is this 24 hour news cycle? Like not having anything better to let, talk about. Let this me is, let this me is where we're at. Let me set it up for you. This is CNN New Day. This is I think six to nine every morning, Monday through Friday. These two, John Berman and Brianna Keeler, if you listen back to the Crash Talk days, I suggested that these people get a promotion. They were correspondents. We'll have to find that episode. Fill in anchors. It was one of those. Brianna Keeler's really good. She pinned Michael Cohen back in, I want to say this was like 2016, three months before the election. Michael Cohen actually ended up being right. But they got in like a dispute over the polls. And Michael Cohen ends up going, who, who? Like, what polls? What polls? All of them. It ended up being like a meme-like sequence. Either way, it propelled her career. What I'm trying to highlight is she took office when, in 2016, your job was attack Trump, attack Trump, attack Trump. Her MO is her husband is in the military. I'm not sure which branch, but she's one of those people that she was anti-war before Trump. But once Trump took office, everyone was paranoid that he was going to do crazy stuff with the Middle East. It was one of those, you know he's going to have a bad Twitter. You know that he's going to do some shady stuff with his kids. But what's he going to do abroad? You're going to let that man in charge of the military? And that's where even when he did things like wanting to pull the troops home from the, the, to end the war in the Middle East, yeah. CNN, they were very suspect of it. It was very – right. What do you – they almost started taking the stance of Republicans, which when I say Republicans, war hawks, populists on the left and right. Wanted, troop, don't, don't, wanted, wanted boots on the ground. If your husband, wanted the military funded. If, if your husband's serving, you want your husband home. You, mm-hmm. you don't – if this war is not getting anywhere, if this is a war for nothing – and it's like we're entering 20-year anniversary of 9-11, which 
astonishing to me. The reason I wanted yeah, to play this are. is John Berman's a goofball. Two months. John Berman's a good guy. He's a goofball. He ran a marathon. It was like a big thing. He ran the Boston Marathon. Really fun at the time. Good for him. He's He was Cuomo's prodigy. And now and, uh, Chris. And now Chris used to have this job in New Day. It used to oh. be Chris and Allison Camerota. They were replaced by these two over the 2016 to 2018 period. But they've made their bones being the first people to make jokes about Trump in the morning. Mm-hmm. He gets up and tweets. Who are the first people that respond on national news and turn Trump's tweet into a news story? It's these guys. So and they, who does Fox have in the morning? Fo- Fox and Friends. It's um, right. okay. <laughs> um, Ainsley Earhart, uh, Brian Kilmeade, and Steve Ducey. Uh, on the weekends, we got <laughs> Rachel Campbell Stuffy, uh, Pete Hegseth, and sometimes um, Lawrence Jones, sometimes... Oh, I'm this part, I, I like. I, was, I like. I was just gonna say. I'm, oh, I'm impressed. Will Kane. Will Kane. To me, they, I'm they surpri- battle. I'm, I'm surprised you're just pulling these names they're, out of thin they're, air. They're to be two honest, opposing Greg. teams. And it, for it, the record, Greg has no research. This is this is an off the wall question. But, I just asked him. When I wake up, I try and watch Fox. And normally, I, I I watch the opposing team first. So like the first news I sense, like I record it all, and then I watch it on Speed Time. It's a whole process. But no, that's good. The first because it's hard to like do it all. To wake up in the morning to listen to the sycophantic news—that's the one that supports. Like, if when the Democrats in charge, mm-hmm. f- the Democrats are the ones that. Oh God, the morning. Let's set up their story for them. Let's get it all cleaned up. Set any narrative. Biden's not awake yet. Mm-hmm. We have no errors yet on the day. That's when I switch to CNN. Biden's not up and visible until eleven to three. <laughs> that's when we switch over and cut to like if, if they're going to make news and actually break it. This is when they are. Then they move into the late night comedy routine, which. No point in watching. Fox, right. just the opposite. In the morning, it's a little more partisan. They call it Fox and Friends. They sit on a couch. Right. Colbert, he's going to be a feature of this episode. I'm not going to get the play, but I'm just referencing him. Things he made fun of. In one of his comedy, it was like, three white people on a couch. And it's just like your most basic. They do diners. Like they have someone go out to a diner. and Sounds great. It's fun stuff. They have concerts and music. They have eating competitions. A little more partisan than little, you're going to get in the daytime. More, both channels. A little channels, bit more bogusy. Both channels, <laughs> when, once you get to 11 yeah. to 5, 4, both channels are pretty. They're trying, they bleed their straight newsmen. I'll give yeah. them, I'll give them benefit of the doubt. They're left leaning or right leaning, but for the most part, straight newsmen. Yeah. Late night, you have the spin masters. Do you watch anything else? There's those two. Just like, no, do, do you watch what, any of the cable? Like no, I got, I, got, I, got all, I got all my social media set up, broken down between the two different. We got my alt left and my alt right, so I can follow where it's going on both those. No, sequences. I just meant morning shows in general. I, morning Joe, if I had a, if we had a producer and I if, and I had the tech to record it, mm-hmm. I would love to because it's more comedy, but it's visual. Like the, the, the MSDNC kind of comedy. You could you could also record. You can record more than one show. Two at a time. That's it? I can only record two at a time, yes. and Because you leave it on one oh. channel and you record the channel that you're not on. I didn't know it's that. Con- we can fix this very easily. Jon Stewart had a whole way around this. That's neither here nor there. <laughs> With this basic structure, I mistakenly, because probably my... You better, it, you better check Comcast on this. You might be able to record listen, more than one. Comcast no, takes out my to... internet every other day. So I'm like, <laughs> this is a constant battle. It's never ending until I finally help, have someone help me secure the recordings. I was stuck watching New, New Day this morning. And the most amazing thing happened. John Bolton, the John Bolton, which Alec, I'm going to let you, let me, you give your first impression because the audience, you might not know who this guy is as you shouldn't. If you don't follow politics once a week. He was a Bush guy, week, right? He, he started Warren Iraq. Special Iran. advisor to the president. 2005, like 2006, he yeah. was the special ambassador to the UN. Right, that's what it was. State, the state advisor to mm-hmm. the UN. Somehow got a role in all this. He wrote in New York Times, I believe New York Times, it could have been uh, Wall Street Journal, 
uh, some op-ed. some publication yeah bomb 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 iran and he did like it funny and it's like no this is 2005 we're in the war on terror just instigating bombs either way there's a book that came out now that apparently trump was going to try a some big attack on iran to divert the distractions from the election either way cnn thought that like wag the dog shit this is one of those that bolton has a book to sell and he wants to criticize george bush jr little guy w came out and has been criticizing biden for pulling out the troops now mind you if, if you're listening and it's you're because like, he probably still has oil interests out there it is, but but now didn't, it's, can, we, can we agree on that like can we just oh, we can say this oh, as, was a just nation, totally, as a nation but if we're this, moving towards but, the green this, new deal we this, don't need that oil the reason anymore. we sent our military over there was to protect our interest right i mean our interest in oil our interest in business but, but i mean all of that brianna keely that's where i'm gonna give her the benefit of the doubt normally i'm hard on cnn anchors and i don't Give, I, I'm rooting for here. Actually, Brianna Keeler and I'm on the same team in the clip that I'm going to play. I'm just trying to set it up with Bolton. It's because after he worked for Bush, then came 2015. And the first thing that Trump did when he got out on the RNC primaries at the debate stage was say the war in the Middle East was a mistake. Mm. The decision to go in was based off of bad information. Which is hard to say as a Republican. We've been in there. To, it was, they, threw, they wanted to kick him out. That's when the pledge came up. That's when this guy can't run. What do you mean? You're going to claim Jeb Bush's brother is the reason for all these errors? They ripped their heads up on both major, major news networks. At the same time, the populists on the left and the right, even the burners, because that's they agreed, they wanted Obama. Obama was supposed to get out in 2008. He ran on that. But nope, he kept it going. He, he, he increased it to drones. Obama actually took it up another level. So it was like when Trump came in, him pulling out was actually fulfilling a campaign promise. And it was one of those that the Democrats, specifically Breonna Keeler, didn't know how to handle. Because she liked the result, but she knew that since Trump did it, it has to be something nefarious. Yeah. There's some reason there's something backhanded. You're just not doing this. Here we have Biden comes in, and I think he extended it another five months, but still keeping the same general we're leaving in September we're done. We're assuming we got to get all the translators back. There are a bunch of families and relationships that we've established over there that's going to take time to get back in the United States. And I don't know if this is PR or not, but now, you know, a lot, a lot of Taliban, a lot of, a lot of activity. There was like, what was the one story I saw? Like a bunch of people rushed the airport right after there, this happened. And it's like, this is, this is hard to believe because of movies like Wag the Dog, where it's like, how much of this is made up? And, and like kind of portrayed in a Did certain light. Did they see a golden goose leaving? And how much of this is actual truth? Like how like is this you know? But again, that's why I keep. I was what I want to say like, let's be like overt about why we were over there. It was to protect American business interests. So right now there there's less need for that because of natural gas. Because what Craig's off doing right now this week. So. You know, it's good. It's patriotic. It's patriotic work. It's like coal miners back in the day. You know, it was like they, they was like, you know, you either went to the military or you mined coal because it was like those were two just extremely patriotic things that you could do for your country. You know, I mean, it's like you need the energy. You need soldiers. You know, it's like if you're that's which kind of oddly segues me to J.D. J.D. Vance. Were we going to talk about him at some point throughout we, the show? We will at some point. Okay. It's a little, little yeah. bit later. I'll yeah. hold my thoughts on that. Let's for hold later, up. Let's but. hold up on that because he, he would agree. J.D. Yeah. Vance is somewhere that he would agree. He might have criticized Trump's behavior in 2016. He'd agreed on this stance. Mm-hmm. Brianna Keeler's going to articulate it as the. It is okay to agree once in a while with the other side. Never right? mind. Re- re- referring back to Colbert. John Bolton, the funniest skits that Colbert did is he had Dana Carvey come on and put a mop over his head. Because if you look at Bolton, he has a Hitler stash. 
He yeah. has that white mustache that's like only, only right? over his lip. No, it's not a handlebar. It's just a Hitler, like straight up, oh, straight up upper down. lip, straight up upper lip, real okay. thick. The kind of thing that you know Trump wanted him to shave, but Trump hired him. Now Trump brought him in, and he ended up being the NSA after Flynn had his legal run up, and he ends up stepping down in dramatic fashion. He says he quit. Trump says he fired him. Somehow. He's here on CNN to set the record right. straight. Fox wants nothing to do with this guy. This guy's a bum. He might be one of the least politically liked people in modern American history. Both sides. He's not Bol- an Bolton, we're talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, John Bolton is an advocate to nobody. And that's what right now he is to himself. He's coming out. He has a book to sell. CNN has a story they want to tell. And they both, both beyond Brianna Keeler, Keeler and um, Bolton, think they can one-up each other. Both of them think they're smarter than the other. And it's going to be a little chess match here on dancing. Brianna wants to talk about his time in the White House. He wants to talk about we need to get back over to the Middle East. Where this ends up, it starts with... The, I was going to say, let's... Yeah. The, the, the way the question is going is um, the, the questioning, Brianna is questioning. Everyone always praised praise George W. Bush for not weighing in and undermining current presidents. Why does he feel the need to talk now that Biden's making most? Isn't that a tradi- tra- traditional thing? Traditional like, not you know, to. You're not supposed to. That's what I'm saying. Like, he weighed Obama in. Obama no, didn't no, do that? No, George W. weighed in on, on Sunday talking against this, saying that this is a mistake. So Bolton's coming in. Bolton sees the length. Yeah, but, but everybody knows the two president rule, Greg, where if you're two presidents away, no, that you can Jimmy still Carter, come back and Jimmy Carter and Bill, no. No, <laughs> they, they don't do it. Just, they don't kidding, do it because there's no yeah. point. You can't win anything. You don't. You have a yeah. say over nothing. What do you think you're you, doing? You, the only thing that can happen is you make things worse. Legacy game. So with John Bolton, and then you get your buddies like John Bolton who sees a chance to mm-hmm. run on. Let's see how he defends this. Why is he doing this now? Well, I think... Uh, President Bush has done something really remarkable. It's how former presidents ought to behave. He's tried to stay out of politics. Uh, and it's been very rare when he's come forward and, uh, and said box. anything uh, like uh, the, mm. the uh, passage you just showed. But I think it's Morning. because he remembers 9-11. It's 20 years ago now, and some people weren't. And that's true. But when we're thinking about it, we're millennials. We grew up. We were in fifth grade when this all went down. This whole I remember 9-11. Yeah, he was in working for the White House when that happened. Of course he remembers it. But we have to move on. We're not. It's not going to be 9-11 forever. We can't keep all. We can't be scared of the same things. It can't like. But you're uh, right. It's easier for people like us to move on because we were in fifth yes, grade when it happened. If you and they were, were in, in the present, you, it's completely prime understandable. Of their career, basically, that, it's completely understandable. While this is the number one thing here. Widely shared. I'm going to fast forward uh, a little bit here. American people. It is widely shared. When you've been asked about the reason to stay, you say it's in the guiding interests of American national security. You say there could be another attack on the homeland, that it would be national security malpractice to sort of open up the possibility for that. But I want you to listen, if you could, to what General David Petraeus, who commanded troops in Afghanistan, said when I asked him about they're becoming a threat to the homeland because of this drawdown. I'm not as convinced that they will be able to threaten our homeland the way Al-Qaeda did when it planned the 9-11 attacks on Afghan soil under Taliban control and also conducted the initial turning of the attackers there. Um, that would take a good bit longer. This is bold. Uh, and um, no, that's General Petraeus. Oh, okay. He has been cited by both Trump and Biden as a reason to pull out. He was... I'm right. not sure what his exact right. command was. I remember him. Put time in over. Yeah. He had a, there was a sex scandal. He did an affair with his, right. his, 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 his interviews. Here. I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. It's, the people what could, year was that? Like 15? We're talking I was in college. 
That was even before that, 2012, 2013. Okay. Either way, all these characters come. It's so amazing that all these people are pairing up at one time. That was an actual interview. Brianna had that interview the earlier day. She was just clipping it, trying to rub Bolton's face. So in. that was a recent interview. That weren't like going back. No, no, like that. a couple, three days ago, Brianna's playing it for Bolton, trying to rub it in his face a little bit. Look, we got experts saying there's not an immediate threat. Could there be one in 10 years? There could be a threat from anywhere. CNN's arguing we have more of a domestic threat from domestic terrorism than we do anything abroad. So she she's working him around the ring right now. Like okay. she, she's no, and that's why I'm the Petraeus is going to come say definitely no reason to stay there. Bolton's going to go. I don't trust the experts. I never. I'm not an expert guy. That's not my thing. That's just I'm a special stand. advisor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is a forever war. But what Bolton describes is the never-ending war on terror. He goes back for the 40 years of the Cold War. He takes us back to the end of World War II. Mm. And he's kind of, well, let him play it a little bit here. He's kind of claiming we never, let him go. Sorry for the audience having listened to him. Normally you don't have to suffer this guy because he's boring. (laughs) But but what he's known for and what the comedic shtick that Dana Carvey plays is he says really sinister, sinister things calmly. Like, he says, like, really terrible things that like he'll sing. Bomb, 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 Iran. Like, a little bit nutty. And it's like when you see him make a calm face and he looks like the guy from the, what's the Peanuts? General Petraeus? No, Bolton. Bolton. Doesn't the oh. guy from the Peanuts? Yeah, I can see Mr. that. Mr. Peanut? Yeah, I can see yeah, that. Like, yeah, like, just a cartoonish character. That is a crazy mustache he was Here talking about. Here we go. Brianna Outline. So you're saying a never-ending war. The threat of terrorism is what we're talking about. It's not like American troops have been conducting a D-Day every day for the last 20 years. Uh, We have had foreign deployments uh, since World War II for extended periods of time because it's in our national interest. The question is, isn't do you like the length of the war or not? The question is, what do you do to best protect America? Americans don't want it. Americans have not been given the authority. <laughs> 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 America's Americans don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> straight at you. Straight at you. Like, like it's tough. We don't have to show you. Bolton's sitting here. They're, they're both going. This is live in studio. Bolton came in live. Seen this oh, deep. really? This okay. is a real like. Was this planned? Like, did they invite him as a guest? They kept him just... on for a second segment. This is part okay. two. They kept oh, him okay. on. He has his book. They have stuff. I spared you all that. We're getting to the meat and potatoes. This mm-hmm. is the fight. This is what they were looking for. This is the. We're brewing. We're brewing. You know, sir, they've been given all of the arguments. No, they haven't. Sir. They have not. One of the ironies here is that opponents of our presence in Afghanistan have been able to convince people that we're there purely as an act of charity for the... ...of someone like General David Petraeus, who was well-respected and was on Did the you ground cut commanding U.S. forces there, and he doesn't agree with you on I actually that. wanted to know what so, he was going to so say. I guess my point is that the Americans have reason in an, in an educated way, taking in the opinions of experts, to say, yes, that confirms that there should not be U.S. troops there. But that, that may be their opinion. I'm not disputing the survey is correct, but I'm saying I think the arguments have not been made by the top leadership of America... Uh, long enough to to be able Who? to convince them, and when you have an absence of debate, uh, <laughs> that was me. That was <laughs> you yeah, recording I'm, it. I'm there, that, that's your, but I'm wait, Brianna. Th- Who? <laughs> what, can you, who is this people? That, Bolton. Who are your experts? Who are the people that you're referring to? You're saying that the survey says Petraeus, blah, blah, blah. I get that Trump line. I get. I don't trust the experts in a lot of degrees either. But go back there where you cut it off and you fast forwarded. Well, I don't know if you actually can. I I'm think just I saying. Can. I'm, like what, what are you looking for? here we go because he was saying something like the real reason we're over there and many americans would say okay it's time for them to defend themselves the fact is we're there for americans and that point was not made by trump for four years biden doesn't oh, okay he was saying that we're over there as a charity 
and he was like, no, we're over there for Americans. Yeah. And that's why I skipped it. But yeah, it was definitely not charity, though. That's what I'm like, I don't no, but we didn't get anything. That's what he let me. Then he just gets. Right I was trying. I was trying to simulate this for the audience here. Bowen's answers are your stereotypical war hawk. I'm trying to get Brianna's questions are funny. Do you look back on the mistakes made during the Bush administration and realize that has a lot to do with why Americans think that this is not a good idea? Well, I, I don't think they have necessarily thought through what's right and what's wrong about it. What was right? <laughs> Coming right at them. Strike Al-Qaeda uh, and to, to do the damage to it that we did. I think where we veered off in the wrong direction Tell me was when nation you're building, whether it's in I'll Afghanistan or Iraq. And I come back to my basic point. We're not there for them. We're there for us. We're not going to build their nation for yeah, we, yeah, they we, know. We, we know. We exactly. know. Exactly. We're in the nation building. Yada, 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 the establishment. But he is right. I mean, to add a quick comment here, I mean, you you are there. I mean, we are there to protect American interests. That we like put. That, that we put. Yeah, you that, go back to the 80s. Whether that be energy, that. whether that be. We, fe- we started you know, the Taliban. A variety of we things. We weaponized. We trained the Taliban. They unionized the against those, basically. The Iranian Contra Christ. I mean, this goes back 40 years. This is when there's to have this debate again. And the reason I like to have this now is because this will never get played or covered. Because this, these people, none of them. I, I'm one of 30 people that accidentally watched this this morning. <laughs> it's like, I, I'm going to get it down on record here now. Because Brianna is going to pull a quick one. Americans will support and, it. And what I'm trying to get, admire how she's setting this up. Bolton's given every reason for why we keep this abstract war going. It's like, what do we win? What's our goal? What, why? Why? You're saying stay. Why? What are we trying to win? As they did uh, during the Cold War. But what about the parallels between Afghanistan and Vietnam? Well, I think, I think the parallels that people are drawing are incorrect at this point. The issue we're talking about uh, in Afghanistan is not continued combat operations. It's been a long time since it was seriously a war that involved American troops. One more. The United you're States. trying to say that we, we, the U.S., you're trying to say the U.S. hasn't been at war in the conventional sense with the involvement of U.S. troops. I, I'm saying the terrorist threat to the United States is not a conventional military threat, and it, it takes a different kind of response. Uh, that's, that's kind of true. Trying to do in I would agree with that. Uh, saying, well, the Afghans have to defend themselves uh, is a little bit yes. like saying, well, you know, the Belgians are going to have but, to defend themselves. But who are they the defending Germans themselves against? The Belgians against the Germans and Hitler, where, it's where he just took this very casually. And I understand what you're saying. It's an unconventional warfare. So you're saying what? It's- U.S. lose the war in Afghanistan? No, I don't. I think we've walked away from it. I think it's a huge mistake. How, how can you? This is the away? spin. This is the spin. He's calling it a huge mistake. He's not. But he's not calling it a win. How, you know. So from what he just described, it's not a conventional war. So then you don't have conventional winners and losers. This is a war with abstraction. So do we win or how do we win or lose? Listen, let's just call it what it is. How do we keep justifying I, I think, dumping I think, money? Into I don't know. This? I don't know if I'm trying to defend him. I guess I'm trying to defend him because you're like trying to rebuttal. Yeah, yeah rebuttal, but, rebuttal. Yeah. Um, yeah, the rebuttal would be like let's call this what it is. We invested a lot of time, money, energy, manpower, military power, American dollars spent over pot, there. Pot commitment. Yeah, it was. Pot a, it commitment. was a full on. You put, you put nine out of ten of your chips in mm-hmm. the pot. Yeah. You know, Why and, not throw the last one? And it was done because you know you got a loser. <laughs> and it's never okay to keep playing a hand that's, once you know you lost. If we, we would have put this in poker terms, that's what it is. This is you're limping along. It's a here weak. It's a weak argument. Trying to, to catch to say something. I called yeah. that bet because I felt I had to, even though I knew I lost. You go. I knew. I knew that person had a better hand than me, but I put nine out of ten of my chips in. So why not burn the tenth? 
kind of, but that's you, a loser mentality. But you had the chips to do it. Like you were trying to basically, you know, like you were trying to pull a fast one. How know? long? That's, and that's, and but I think you know. what we're getting at here. So this is the never-ending war. She's just asking the basic questions. If you live, if you, you walked off right now, Biden's walking off the field. Yeah. And he can't call it a win. <clears throat> no. So you can't call it a draw because they are gaining momentum and we're losing momentum. The par- the parallels to Vietnam. I mean, I don't I don't know probably enough about the Vietnam War to like really. It, it was another you know. classic. How long do we stay in? We had a draft. Well, that, and that's what I think. That's the point he's trying to make is it wasn't conventional in the sense that there was a draft for this war. And most people would think we you lost know, Vietnam. Was, was Vietnam really, wasn't a win. No, no, no. I'm not disagreeing with that. And that's where the that's the main parallel is. Both people are basically saying these were not winning wars. That that's why there's a parallel drawn between the two of them. But in, you know, in Mr. the fight Bolton, against communism but, back then, Vietnam what, was a fight what, against uh, communism. Now family. we're fighting terrorism. Kind of, but it was all being done for a veil of American business interests. So, you, you know, like, you, that's you, what I'm saying. Like, you have to call it what it is. Symbolic. This, yeah, this is symbolic. This, it, it, we, we didn't lose because we never at least during win. that time, we, we did have to protect our interests. How would you know? we have won? So, how would we have won? Yeah, you can't show how it. How do we? There, and then there is no clear enemy. This wasn't, it was, you know, like. So we shouldn't have had war powers. We overreached. All of this has been. They I mean, created the Syrian Civil War. Nobody involved wants to I call mean, it a waste were, of time. But yeah. our governments wasted some of our strongest soldiers' time over there. And with, no, as you can see, people like Bowen, they don't have a real plan besides to keep this going for as long as possible. Yeah, and as long it, as you can keep people scared on the media, as long as you have that control. As long as you can have the control of that narrative. This is where we let them go. I'm preaching. I mean, can you explain what you mean? Because by that? We, we weren't defeated. You have to be defeated to lose a war. We've given up because we've lost patience. That's a sad commentary about the current administration, but it's not a defeat for the United States. So it's just attrition, then basically. It's a mistake. A war of attrition. It's a mistake, um, as you say. I'm curious what you think about, you know, we've heard from President Biden where he said that you have to get out, right? That I this mean, is going to okay, this is where she's a risk assessment. And my I'm judgment skip is a little bit here. Well, let me, let me, can I ask you to that? the risk to American civilians. Yeah, skip through yes, this. And there's disagreement. I'm going 30 seconds into this. If people really want to hear it, I can please yeah. it. And, and never forget what the Taliban say. So, referring to Americans, they say, you have the watches. We have the time. I like that quote, but I don't know if I want to say Dude, Does the Taliban say that? I don't know if I've ever heard that quote before. Never forget what the Taliban said. Like, I just don't know. They oh, were right. Only, you, have the t- you have the watches. We got the time. Only they John Bolton. Only John Bolton delivers that like it's an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie line. Like, never forget the Taliban. You got the, you got the watch. But yeah, I like the phrase. I was like, you got the watches. We got the time. That's a war of attrition, which is what. She actually said, Brianna Keeler was like, so what you're saying is a war of attrition and we still lost. Under yeah. that mind state is, yeah. is the Taliban said to us is you won't stay here forever. Still We're the point he's trying to make. I mean, like America is still America. Like, like you know, the homeland wasn't invaded. It's so. more about his pride. Remember, yeah. so he's not concerned about America. He's concerned about his pride. And that's what Brianna Keeler's about to bring out the haymaker. Um, you didn't, you were asked to testify in the first impeachment trial and you didn't. And I wonder hey, if, especially it. as we've heard so much lately from former Trump administration officials who clearly thought things privately at the time, but didn't speak out at the time, and you had the chance to speak out later, do you regret not doing that? 
Well, it's a complicated answer, but I will put it this way. <laughs> I'm not uh, going to really I answer. I think the effort to impeach Trump over Ukraine, which is where I could have uh, testified, uh, was conducted in a way that achieved the uh, exact opposite of the objective that Nancy Pelosi and the advocates of impeachment wanted. And it was foreseeable that it was going to be that way. They wanted to punish or diminish at, at a minimum uh, restrain and deter Donald Trump. And in fact, their effort in impeachment, because it was so badly flawed, emboldened him. Okay. Made him convinced that he could do a number of things and escape the consequences. Uh, and I think uh, that whole effort was a mistake. The way they conducted it was a mistake. And when Nancy Pelosi or others say, hey, I've got a great idea of how to stop Donald Trump. Let's jump off the cliff together. No, I don't feel any Okay, it's good spin if that's, that. you know, like that. It's good spin if that's what you're trying <coughs> to get out of here. But that's... The argument would have made nothing. The way that Nancy served this was that if John Bolton came in, and this is where I agree with Bolton here. Yeah. It would have served no, no purpose. No, flipping roles here. Like I'm, I'm a wrestler, baby. Brianna and Bolton are in the middle of the you, ring. You defend him now. Look I'll play it, devil's advocate look, to that. Look, look at it this way. Brianna and Bolton are fighting like wrestlers in the ring. This is like a Royal Rumble. I'm yeah. sitting outside getting ready to jump in. Brianna is about to take off Bolton's face, but she's getting tired. I'm going to go in and try and go in for head slam after she takes out Bolton here. What that Bolton's solution is not wrong. His is that similar to why we shouldn't have spent so much time in the Middle East? Spending so much time on the Ukraine impeachment in the middle of a primary season was just to distract from the narrative. And maybe I would say he's not going to bring this up, but shield Hunter. But either way, the way that the <laughs> way the way the in- investigation was run, it was it would have never there was no way that he could have been impeached for it. And what Bolton wanted to talk about was Iran this whole time. The part of the interview I didn't play and I kept skipping over was his justifying the war in the Middle East. That's what he wants to talk about. It. He quit Trump because Trump left the Middle East. Right. That was his big fight. But he but he sounds like he's in Trump's corner when he does things like not testify but, against him in Iran. And and what he and then this is what the spin part is. He's like, oh Nancy Pelosi, this Nancy Pelosi, that. They're trying to discredit can, him, and it's like. Like, no, that's now you're just trying to say anything that they do thereafter is completely moot because of this. Th- that's that's not true. Tombst- they're just trying to get to the bottom of it. Let's let's can there not be some, you know, like giving tombstone here? tombstone time. Let's let Brianna Keeler take it home. Take <laughs> him out. You're right, Alec. Pelosi you're right. Aside. I know. Yeah. advocates of impeachment generally. Put, Pelosi. put Nancy Pelosi aside. You are the advocates you. of impeachment generally. You are John Bolton. He's saying he advocated for <laughs> impeachment generally. Yeah, play to his ego. Flatter him. You are the John Bone because that's what the war in Iraq is. It's an ego thing. You're a patriot. This isn't about whether you can win or lose the war in the Middle East. This is about how much do you care about the American assets we have over there, about the American families who are sending their assets abroad to protect these assets that you claim. You're the great, and John Bolton just spent 10 minutes, I think we just recorded, of him documenting on how he's taking, even though it's a stupid war, even though he knows he's going to lose, symbolically, he has to continue it. Why wouldn't he do that same thing now in the impeachment? He's saying he's for impeachment in general, but Nancy was running a lousy operation. A lot of us want to end terrorism, but we think the Bush administration is operating well, a bunch of wackos. And that's why the journalist is like, put Nancy Pelosi to side. I want to actually know what, what you really think. Take you me know? home. You are the John Bolton, is I think where we left that yeah, off at. Which is really funny. Right? You can do what you want to do. Speak for yourself. You can do whatever you Disavow want. whatever... <laughs> You don't want to be a Christian no more? You could take it away. Why didn't you do that? Why didn't you speak for you? Yeah. Well, for the country? Because during because during that period, among other things, I was being held captive, in effect, in a 
a mm. pre-publication review process of my oh. book, and as I think uh, the facts show, we asked book. We're gonna go there. A book. We're gonna go. Oh, there he was a, a pre-publication review. He had a book. Deal. Was it who was doing this review? Was no, it? Was the, it? Was it? The White okay. House wouldn't was let it him. Was it the White House? The White House wouldn't let him do it. So if he talk about it, he wouldn't. This wasn't the publisher. He wouldn't be able to put out his book. And that is Patriot. This is the guy we have to send all the wars to send out all the parents' kids overseas. This it's a ga- it's a gag he, order. He can't it's be a, a Patriot because of a book deal. It's a gag it's order. A gag. It's Trump made a God damn, he wanted to. Yeah. He wanted to. Let's finish this. And he would have won it in court too. Burn out John Bolton. But. I hope this is your last TV appearance in United States history. I finish to, it. I have to turn up the yeah. uh, what could have been the testimony on Ukraine and they wouldn't do it. So I mean I look, I have no doubt that it would have been a considerable sacrifice yourself to do it or a potential legal peril. You still could have done it. No, no, it and it wouldn't have made any difference. Uh, I did say finally to the Senate, look, if we'll never if, know, though, will we? Because the White House argument that even if whatever I had said turned out to be true, it didn't amount to an impeachable offense. That argument had already prevailed. The flaw was in the initial investigation. The focus is so narrowly on Ukraine. Why? because they wanted it over with so it didn't influence the Democratic presidential nomination contest. That- and in that sense, he is completely right. And what he's saying is is he couldn't testify on Ukraine because he quit before the Ukraine story happened. They were just going to have him in as a character witness for him to comment on how he disagreed with Trump abroad and thought he was reckless. He couldn't testify to anything that Nancy had specifically cornered the investigation into he was just a show it made no difference and he has a that's reasonable and this is argument my argument against nancy i mean that i remember that impeachment in real time it was a joke the whole thing it was a, we tried a second impeachment within a year just on a phone call that actually looked more incriminating for the democratic front runner right. than it did the person we impeached yeah. it looked like we what were, do i always say overplaying hands it, you know, it, they tried to make a big thing out of a small item at and, one point it looked like the democrats were willing to make joe biden testify if bolton would and they proposition that to the media. This is how scared the Trump administration is, is that we Biden and then Biden comes in oh, and testifying because they actually came out and asked Biden, like, are you willing to do this? And he's like, no, oh, no, I'm not going <laughs> to submit myself to a hearing from my co-workers, from my ex-colleagues. He doesn't have to. No, no. But it is a lot of legal peril. Like she was like, oh, you know, like that's yes. what you're going to get. You're going to get sued Exactly. For it's a sacrifice. It's, it, Bowen, it would have been against him. But remember, this is the principled man in the Middle East. All of a sudden, the war in Iraq. He has all these principles, and he's willing to sacrifice so many things of, of other people mm-hmm. that now when he has to sacrifice his own book deal, now he has to sacrifice his own ego. Then again, freedom of speech. You could have probably done it. Oh, yeah. Hey, do you realize the news cameras? He couldn't make himself a celebrity. That's mm-hmm. why everyone hates John Bolton. Mm-hmm. Because instead of taking that decision, he Is that what she meant by, like, I guess we'll never she's know? Pl- we, and that's where know. she's arguing, how would we know if your testimony would have made a difference? Yeah. She's saying, listen, I'm a nope, even though... She tried to say, you're the John Bolton. Yeah. Goes, I'm, a I'm a nobody. It wouldn't affect anything anyways. Mm-hmm. Who's to say? Right. We didn't get the, if you would have done it, then we could have been having this conversation. But yeah. nevertheless. The key strategic mistake that they made and the outcome was predictable by shunning any effort to persuade congressional Republicans to support this. Simple arithmetic meant it was doomed to fail since you need two thirds of the Senate to convict. So I saw that as uh, uh, as an effort that was entirely political, doomed to failure, and it would have the reaction, would have the consequence. In fact, it did. That Trump became emboldened. He had been impeached, and he had escaped. I just, I will final. I will leave you finally with this because I see sort of a nexus in the philosophy. I will leave you finally with this because I see sort of a nexus in the philosophies of this. On one hand, we're talking about Afghanistan, and. (laughs) 
there are many who will say it is doomed to fail, so why bother? And that's what you're saying about impeachment. It was doomed to fail. It's I'm not going to use my voice. No, he's he's saying there was a backfire effect is what he's saying. This is where she's wrong. The the war was... Everyone always second guesses the war. The war in Afghanistan was doomed to fail because its premise was flawed. You can't fight a holy war if you're not going to call it a holy war. We called it a war on terror, but we tried to base it off of a religion. And we wouldn't say eradicate the religion. We'd say eradicate the concept of terror. And that's not possible. And anybody with a brain, when they suggested that, would go, hold on, back when you suggested this, John Bolton, how do you exactly end fear itself? How do you bring an end to Americans being fearful? You can't. It's like you with a vaccine. It's like, oh, we're trying to get every... Like, we're not trying to ever have anybody Let's sort of finish. I'm coming in for the final takeout. But... In the context of the impeachment of Trump, I'm consistent. I think I st- I sided with Bolton in that the impeachment was useless, and I sided with Brianna in yes. that the war in Iraq was. But useless. I'm going back. But now I'm going back to Bolton because I'm saying that defend one, pick them, kill them both. He, he he's it's true. Like okay, when the Democrats try to politicize the moment and try to impeach Trump over the Ukraine thing, then. It did backfire, and it did embolden, and to use his words, Trump, to basically say, I'm invincible now. I got away with this. I can get away with everything. he's right. Bowen's exactly— I guess the whole thing I'm trying to say is, like, the Democrats are— Bowen's right. Bowen's right, but he's a hypocrite. And Brianna's simply pointing it out that you're being a hypocrite. Right there, that line is— The Democrats are trying to pull an old lawyer trick where you throw the book at people, and you just throw as much paperwork as you can, file as many motions as you can, many lawsuits. Eventually, something's going to stick. But but there's repercussions to trying to throw all that paper out there, and this is, what if it— what if you lose a couple and you the backfires? Great, the great John Bolton figured and, all and that now, out and, and said, I don't want a part of it. You give up a couple of field goals. You're like, oh, whatever. We don't care about a couple of field goals here and there. Ne- next thing you know, quick why, touchdown and you're right which, back which, in this game. Which is why Brianna's going, I understand it's a sacrifice, mm-hmm. but you were willing to sacrifice all of that in one on one hand yeah. and then you won't in this. Democrats can't play with a lead. They just don't know no, how to do no, it. No, you no, know, no. Just, no. I th- I, this was just, we still And I felt that the say I had in 500 pages was comprehensive and it was important to understand that you know in the media people listen for little anecdotes that go for 30 seconds or so that that would have been wasted in the impeachment effort the way it was constructed as in fact it turned out uh, and i felt that the full story was much more important I, I don't owe a duty to follow nancy pelosi's strategy i'm not saying that you do no but that's basically people said you had your chance at the impeachment trial that whole proceeding was a big mistake, and it, it convinced Trump that he was bulletproof. Ambassador John Bolton, thank you so much for being so <laughs> End it so cordially, and at that same time, what's Bolton saying? What's this whole message there? It's not my fault. No. <laughs> it, it's more, I did not come here to answer a question on defending the Middle East or whether or not something's necessary and proper. I do believe Trump should be impeached, but Nancy messed up. Brianna never conceded that. However, I am arguing that Brianna was half right. Bolton ended up being right on his reason not to impeach. Wars with abstractions, philosophically, taking on battles in your everyday life with inanimate objects, concepts, things you can't beat, enemies that you can't quantify, is always a losing strategy in war. Whether it's the war on drugs, which we had that, then that broke the news headline this week. We're not going to have time to talk about it today. That's more for a larger episode. We have um, the war on terror. You have the war on poverty. Right now we're talking, with, this is going to be the last section, because you don't have all that much time, and there were some things that are time-sensitive. The war on, on drugs. To get over. The war on COVID. 
the war on the idea of the flu, mm -hmm. how we beat viruses. Because what happens is when you pick a war with an inanimate object, you inevitably have to pick an American or someone from a foreign country, in the case of terrorism, a religious group yeah. or a state, to, to to make as your target. Mm -hmm. Because how do you fight a war when you can't visualize the enemy? Yeah. How do you make a and battle plan? that's what plan? Bolton was trying to say, where like, this isn't a conventional war. This is with <laughs> he, oh, the, he, the, per he it's like, perfect. It's, yeah. it's, 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 easy, it's he, an easy argument to make. It because outlines you're a like, war on yeah, terror this, that'll never end. It's it, been going it, on and for 80 years. you're saying the other team needs to you know, do something, and it's like, what do you want them to do? You know, like, there, isn't, there aren't soldiers to go build. There aren't trenches to build to build right now like yeah. there's just there's what do you like what are you gonna do you know so it, it's tough when you lose i think what i think what america really brought to the table in the middle east was just like intelligence in general and they had like the resources and the manpower to actually like do proper surveillance and we have everything Israel. like that we have so, we have allies over there that we you can do keep you our, do. we don't need to and keep a military actual actively armed presence and let's there. not forget that the syrian civil war was born out of all this and there's been massive shakeup over there in syria and the whole that whole region there and i'm not even really sure like where Syria has fallen here as the dust settles. It's just a either. shame that basically the, 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 the country was torn apart, you know, over the civil war. But it was, you know, like I think that's why it's almost signaling time for Americans to leave. Because now if you stay, you're going to get involved in a lot of different little proxy wars and there's going to be other little, you know, civil wars. And are you going to help to make the Kurds their own nation? And, you know, like that, that's the road you're going to go down if you stay there. So that's well, on that note, that's like if you don't want to touch that with a big old 20 foot stick then you get out now the, the, normally the reason why i don't approach specifically we i try and stay away from the foreign affairs is because i feel like we're not educated enough like even when i talked about the news we're watching i don't have sources over in europe right like it's tough right. for me like right now i know france is riding over the over the vax mandate yeah but i don't have any people on the ground to tell. Mm -hmm. and right now we have a censorship issue in america where stories are being blocked and we don't know what is considered what's the spin and what's not the spin now some, the reason why i liked starting with that issue though and that we don't only really talk about it, is we're in agreement. I think me and you, on both stance in that, agree that Nancy ran a pretty l terrible impeachment trial. And Bolton's reasoning for not doing it is because I was going to lose. I didn't want to be painted as a loser. And Brianna's argument is, well, why don't you take that same logic to the war in the Middle East? Because right now you look like a loser. That's why we did that whole, did you win? And you say, no, I walked off the court. <laughs> well, if you walk off the court before the game ends... Uh, you sort, lose. Sort of loser. It's right not here. sort of. It's a lose. If you get DQ'd, you lose. Though, to his credit, he the game, the people that bet on you lost his, money. To his credit, he called it a mistake several times during that interview. But so he wouldn't admit like, defeat. But we're admitting to. If like, you're like calling Vietnam, it a mistake, then I guess, I guess you're, and, and, and you're that, kind that's of admitting defeat. Brianna, Brianna tried with the Vietnam. Yeah. Most, most Americans would agree that Vietnam was a defeat. Bolton's argument was no, we continued the Cold War against Russia for a number, another 30 years and didn't lose. We won. And then we had to restart it again in the 90s. It's just one giant proxy war over it's, and over. It's an 80 year war, again. a never ending war. Yeah. And that's what a war with an abstract concept is because you never really eradicate but he, but it. He's you not, never really eliminate marijuana. But you he's can't not, but ever he's beat not the wrong. Enemy. He's not wrong about it. Like, like, Cold War was a. That was a proxy war. That was an abstract war. What was the Cold War? That was unconventional. So, so if, you didn't line people up in a field and if start you can't, shooting if at you each can't other. Defeat it was an arms race. If you can't defeat the enemy, if you can't beat the enemy, what do you do? join them i think is the yeah conventional yeah thing live with we'll, it we'll, we'll live never, with it or join them live with know, it would we'll be the first one join them would be the second one and one of it would be understanding i that believe the phrase if you can't is if you these, can't beat them join them yes yes that's what i was going for <laughs> that's what i was going for and so, but we're never going to join the russians so if you right? can't but if so, you can't beat covid you can't beat covid what do you do well, you can't join yeah, you take a vax yeah. and you learn to live with it I because guess. you think the vax works or you don't and you risk your life every day but either way if the vax works then we are in agreement. Well, Pfizer had a meltdown, and you weren't. You've this happened the night we recorded. 
uh, last time with Craig, we briefly talked about this. I'm assuming you didn't watch the episode. No, I never okay. listened to the episode. No, you don't. See, <laughs> the work ethic here, man. Uh, don't worry. I got this. It's not there. It's I, not got, there. I got this. We you got, have the clips. I got up. the clips. Let's play the sequence. I'm just more looking for you to say after I play them, are you with this? Or are we starting to realize that the people, 90% of this country is ready to go back to normal. 10% is not. However, those same 10% are the people who... What's our national vaccine percentage right now? Uh, 48.4. It's been going up 0.1 for the past week. Of adults? Yes. Yes. No, total population. Of adults, we're really close to 70. Okay. Right around that 69 okay. middle percentage. They, in kids 12 through 17, only 25%. And nobody under 12. So we're really, really like two and a half weeks late. July 4th was the and, goal. But the goal, assuming that we were getting 600,000 shots in arms a day, we're only going about two. The 1% is about 300,000 a day. The 0.1. And at that rate, if it's going to be 0.1 till 70... It's not going to make it by um, school season. And that's a big question. Here. Not with the kids. Not no, with the kids. No. Yeah. And, and here's the meltdown that we had. Um, let me play for you the question. This is what I just thought was really rude. Normally, we try and keep Allison Camerado because I like to keep symmetry in these conversations. If you are keeping track, I'm trying to keep similar people. Their stances are Everybody pretty Everybody at home listening right now has a little thing that they're tacking numbers next to, Greg. That's They are keeping track very, very closely. <laughs> Allison Camrado. Allison Camrado finally had. I've been complaining a lot that if CNN wants to call themselves a legitimate news channel, they have to get one person on that's willing to defend the anti vax stance. If 50% of the country is not vaxxed, and you want to say you speak for everybody, the fairness doctrine means, means you should have some, even non coherent, get somebody on that is presenting. I don't think that you're getting trackers in you or this is some conspiracy to give you COVID or you turn into zombies. Like something, something, no, something I, real I just, here. I'm not sure it's as effective as they're saying it is. And if there is any risk and I should have a choice over which risk I take, exposure to COVID or exposure to the vaccine. And repeating over and over again that I'm crazy just for suggesting I want the COVID when their science has been wrong about whether the fatality or the playoff, the, what would I call it? The fatality or the... The, how long it's gonna how long it's gonna make you miserable for? This is Allison Camerado and they let them go. I mean, I just understand your position a little bit better. When people like Tucker Carlson say at night maybe the vaccine doesn't work and they're simply not telling you that. Or when Laura Ingram says there's nothing more anti democratic and anti freedom than basically the vaccination effort. Is that irresponsible to you? Yeah, so I think we have to draw a distinction about what is misinformation, right? I think it is perfectly fine for people to ask questions. In fact, I think that actually might lead to positive results. If people are asking questions and actually engaging on these issues, I think we'll actually see a lot of these trends. Right, reversed. but the question is, hold on, let me just, I'm sorry, Jeremy, let me just interrupt you, because the way <laughs> maybe the vaccines don't work. We know they work. That's not just a question. That's misinformation. We know they were. Ask any emergency room doctor. Every, 100% of the emergency rooms. 99. Allison. They know they work. So that's, is that just a this, question? This is why they don't bring on people. I'm saying because that the Biden administration is selling pitch. the American people a false dichotomy. They're saying that either we're going to have, you know, decreased rates of vaccinations or we're going to have to crack down on free speech. There are many of us that look at this issue and say, actually, we can increase vaccination rates without, without uh, having to do it on the backs of Americans who just want to share their concerns in a public forum. So Reasonable. This guy's being reasonable. He's, he's going to go on and say he's been vaccinated. His wife's been vaccinated. Um, I'm trying to think this guy's job title here. He's a commentator. Now, he was in the military. He was in the military, I think the Army. Now he's a commentator. 
He does both channels, Fox and CNN. Respectful person. And you saw how Allison just disrespectfully mm -hmm. just cut him off for no reason because she wants him to come out and actively address one thing that Tucker said. And his thing is the way Tucker said it was a question. And then Allison goes, oh, what do you mean? You just say, maybe you do this. He's still floating it out there. That's, that's free speech. That's going to happen. You have to have the ability to question. Well, this was saying, you know, oh, CNN, if you're going to be real, you're going to you're going to have other people, you know, you're going to have a non-vaxxer on the show. But the reason why they don't is because it's just too easy to tee, like let these, you know, journalists the, the, tee, this, tee the, off. This, isn't, this is not so. a pro-vaxxer. This is just somebody trying to argue that. Remember, this is. Oh, sorry. Let me set this up for everybody. The context of this is. The last couple of days, they've been talking about censorship on social media, and their claim is is that 60% of the vax misinformation is coming from 12 people, and the one they always whisper after to say that is Tucker Carlson, and if you want to cancel, let's say me, let's say I'm one of the 12, let's say call your own foul, I'm somebody who's publicly, I'm not, even though I have never spread any misinformation, and I've not encouraged anybody not to get a vaccine, if they're going to put me under the, I'm going to report news that's not good for the vaccine, just to educate my audience, whatever. Alex Berenson on Twitter, fire him. Fox? How do you get rid of Fox? How, it's one thing to say that Greg Troutman on a podcast that only a couple hundred people are watching is spreading misinformation. It's a whole other thing to say that a major news network couple gets millions, 10 million. Greg, a couple millions. I didn't say a couple millions, a couple hundreds. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'd say a couple million. <laughs> yes, a couple millions of people that are watching. Yeah, that's, maybe one of the 12. Yeah. That's not, I don't know if we could consume the 66%. Probably. I don't know how that spread out. Yeah. Either way, what is misinformation in this age? Let's go back in time here. This was today. This was, I'd love outside Camerata. Wasn't going to put her in the show. Gives me a gem right before recording time. Let's go back. Two weeks ago, ba 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 ba, the beginning of this name's episode. Remember the Alamo? Even though we're not going to bring up the Texas Democratic primary because we're not going to have time. Let's go to Zeke Emanuel, Rahm Emanuel's brother, okay. first breaking the news of a press release from Pfizer. Wait, that was significant, right? Never mind. Pfizer's put out the study. Wolf's going, what's the significance of it? Who's Robbie Emanuel, though? Um, Rahm Emanuel was the mayor of Chicago and Barack Obama's chief of staff for two to four years okay he's the one that said never let a catastrophe or a uh, crisis go w go to waste yes so it's, oh. he's one of those guys that wicked smart if you're looking to someone to figure out what the democratic party's thinking he's the guy to go to at the same time he's so cutthroat he's unelectable like chris christie and the republicans you get some guys that are so nakedly political that they can't run because you know they're lying to you they told you that they would lie to you. If they get the chance to lie to you, born, for, to, be, born to be a strategist, an, advi yeah, an advisor, know. an advisor. Yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. This guy was I, Obama's, um, one of his head health guys way back in the day, during the Obamacare era. Well, so what the Israelis said is, look, it doesn't protect people uh, uh, as well. It's still 64% protective of getting COVID. Uh, you, you, with the vaccine, can still get asymptomatic cases. It is still over 90%, 93%, I believe was the number they reported, in preventing severe cases in terms of hospitalization and deaths. So, uh, again, the vaccine... Did you translate? Like, did you get the significance of that? Not really. In, the five, in Israel, they mandated the vaccines four months ago. Complete lockdown. You couldn't leave your house. Right now, you got to show proof of vaccination to get into buildings. 99% of the population is vaxxed. Their cases are spiking. Now, the report that Pfizer's giving is since that was the, 
experiment of choice and Israel, as usual, is the guinea pig of the world. They're getting, they're only finding out that the vax blocks you from actually getting sick two-thirds of the time, 64%. Natural immunity, your natural system, before you have any COVID at all, is above 50% effective. You have a better chance of being an asymptomatic carrier than a symptomatic carrier, than needing to go to the hospitalizations. And saying that only 93% of the times it keeps you out of the hospital, how do we know whether, it was like you only had a 0.5% chance of getting hospitalized if you were above the age of 30. To say that this is 93% against going to the hospital, I mean, my body's numbers naturally seem to have a similar effect. Like, do you see, like, the, the, and I guess. But if you're not in that, like, target, I guess, like, good health range, then it's still, you know, you're still playing the odds, though. More, more to, important. To get it. More, like, you're still going to, you're still going to be better off trying to. More important, if you were somebody that wasn't going to get it before, the reason that you're getting it now is to protect loved ones from becoming an asymptomatic carrier. It's not that I'm worried about me dying of COVID. It's that I don't want to give it to my that parents. That and hopefully that, yeah, that, I mean, like, they like, don't they, want to spread it to somebody what, close and, to them, but that, they'd also just want, don't want to spread it to no, other people. No, I, I know, but just, know, think, just I mean, think the people like me, I'm telling you, I don't care if I get it. I'm not worried if I get it. I'll take it. I'd rather take the regular COVID than I would the vaccine. I don't want to give it to my parents. That's the 30, yeah, right. Exactly. Well, this is just telling me I'm going to get it either way. I'm going to get the COVID and it's telling me it's a guaranteed chance that if I get the vaccine, I'm not going to go to the hospital, but I'm still going to get it and I'm still going to carry it. Not necessarily. That, that's what I just played for you. Two thirds. We have a 50% chance of it of being that to begin with. Normally, you get COVID, me and you get COVID, and it doesn't, nothing happens. Yeah, so you're gaining an extra like 12%. That's not worth any side of the 12% bonus. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. You're still playing the odds. Like you're still getting, you know, but nobody, you're, you're taking that 12 to 15%. Well, you know the, what I mean? The, the so. argument being someone like me, you give me that stat, I don't want the 12%. That I think we could just be. Yeah, we, but you're just saying it that could, may, it could just be 62% natural. But you don't could, even know if that's a natural. Let's say immunity. you're one in 10 people around that you that you love, you know, gets no. gets COVID now because of that, those odds. So it's like you're willing to just take the vaccine. It's just told you that it's not going to protect them. If me and my mom both get a vaccine, there's nothing to stop me from passing it to her. And it doesn't appear that it's that much more effective for her and her mom. Like, that's what the study's coming out saying is at the end of the day, the only reason I was going to get the vax is because I didn't want to give it to my mom. Like, I don't want to give it to my dad. I don't want to give it to my grandma. These are the people that, I guess, and my grandparents, I cannot deal with them as much. My parents, I see frequently. Yeah. So it's like I am concerned about them. But what this is coming out and telling me is that me getting the vaccine isn't going to stop me from giving it to them. So they're going to have to get the vaccine, too. And if they get it. Oh, well, yeah, they're definitely going to have to get it, too. No, they don't want it either. And they're looking at this well, study then going. Well, think you guys are all living together. Well, see, the, the question, <laughs> let's keep going here because the question is of a booster. Let's say we are just because right now we're about to get, I'm going to play some yeah. clips. We're about to get the pressure screen okay. on whose like, jobs are being held over I understand your argument. If those people don't have them, then yes. Okay, then you're right. You're flipping a coin at that put point Put yourself regardless. in the mind of but, the one third. But I will say if they if they were vaccinated and you weren't, then I think that's where then I, you know, you're So losing. should I feel bad? Now, this study is telling me that I still am going to give it to them. Even if I get the vaccine, I still could give it to them. And it's still just could, as deadly to could. my mom as it could be. I never knew how deadly it was before. I don't know how deadly but it is But it always now. would be until she gets the vaccine. There's a, like, a lot of what ifs to mandate. It's not a lot of what is. That, that one's a fact. No, no, we don't know. If the, you're older and you get the vaccine, then you're going to have a little bit we, more protection against we, the, um, you can't You can't find one study that shows me that. That's what the Rich Eisen thing that came out. Is he got the vaccine in February? He got COVID now and was hospitalized. He's coming out saying that he would be dead if he didn't get the vaccine. 
you just don't know that. Maybe the vaccine didn't work and COVID hit you like it right. would have hit well, you without we, it. We probably won't know either way we, for another 10 years. So, so we can't emergency authorize force it. If someone doesn't want to no, take it, okay. it's for 12 and a half percent. You want to take that juice? Which why and who's been who's been saying force it? This is a you know, this is a, this is it. Okay. I've been consistent on this message since the beginning. Alec, buckle up. Buckle up, buddy, because I started I started innocent with Allison asking silly questions and condescending to somebody who was a serious person. We went to he's the end goal is is this guy's gonna say we need a booster. Is that was the original understanding of the Pfizer release. Is Pfizer was coming out and saying is that after six months Pfizer needs more money. After six months in Israel, the numbers are going up and the immunity doesn't last. You're gonna need a booster, a third shot. That that's just what it's okay. simple science. Now what you're right. right, I agree. Me being a Bernie, always anti-pharma. This is just a business ploy. Mm -hmm. This is just, but now here's the thing. Who does Big Pharma answer to Fauci or, and Biden? Or does Biden answer to Big Pharma? Definitely the second one. But Biden answers to Big Pharma. So that, All politicians basically do, right? Why Pfizer is going to be doing that? Why are they Elizabeth Cohen? Frequent of the show, not a potato head. She's not a doctor. CNN. Health administrator, finance, head of health. Uh, she give her, oh, when I get her official title, pop up, I'll play it. Can't tell. She's definitely not a doctor. She normally was the one that would come in and discuss Obamacare, Johnson & Johnson lawsuits, more health administration. Okay. So she's the one when the doctors have to read these studies, it's a disaster because they don't know how to spin. She got a little spin. she a lawyer? No, no, no. Don't script it. She's cryptic. Let's watch her spin this. This is not good news. She's been trying to argue that you can take your mask off if you've got the vax because you can't spread it to other people. This study flagrantly flies in the face of that. This says that, no, you, you're more likely to be an asymptomatic carrier. If anything, the vaccine just makes it more likely that you don't show symptoms and are still walking around with it and potentially yeah. exposing other people. Okay. More of a reason to wear a mask than not. Yeah. Me and Craig went into this in a little more detail last time. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like It kind of sends an odd message. Especially if, like I said, they're trying to mandate it slash, oh, let's go. For this authorization, why is it necessary? Uh, they talked about waning immunity, but there aren't studies that show waning immunity. And Pfizer didn't offer up any evidence of waning immunity. The only data that they, and this is a pharmaceutical company, right? They're supposed to specialize in data. The only data they pointed to is this Israeli data. So take a look. Jim, you and I discussed this when it came out earlier this week. So Israeli data, which was presented, again, with very little backup, very little science behind it, that the shot is 64% effective at preventing infection, and this is still with the Delta variant being predominant, and 93% effective at preventing severe disease and hospitalization. Right? Now, she throws a lot of shade on that. Uh, I don't know. She's, she's also throwing a lot out there. She's making a lot of assumptions. No, here, no. She's saying know. she's saying why we, we have no backing of this. We know have no backing of this. We have no backing she's of this. She's saying that, but okay. What, I mean, these, why? This is, this is allegation against allegation. Though. Why? Right now, this, this study, what Pfizer is saying is that there is no control group in Israel. Everyone's vaccinated and COVID's still popping up. So that means that the vax isn't working for everyone. And Pfizer's looking, let's say it's not about money. They don't want to get sued. If the FDA... No, she's just claiming that there's no science behind it. No, there is. Really... She just gave science. This is science. This is actually from Israel. This is real science. But That's she's why they're saying reporting. the study has no science behind it. She, she just said that. A lot of these the studies, a lot of these things that you ask, these questions, the science behind it is still left up for interpretation. We have It's not like the final stage of the scientific process. We don't understand 
what this science means from Israel because there's no control group. We don't have a country that did no vaccinations that we can say no vaccinations resulted in this many deaths. All vaccinations resulted in this many deaths. We don't have that comparison. Well, okay. The closest, the closest we have to a control group, and she's been talking about this from the beginning, is they were putting Israel on a pedestal. They were the first ones that made everyone vax. And now their numbers are terrible. So that's not good if you're Pfizer. And Pfizer's looking at that going, America, if you're going to start saying you can sue us, if you get this back, if, if, uh, if they're going to say you need a booster, they're not going to just lie. They're not going to just say. And now, if, if you're Greg and you're on the fence, they're not going to just lie down and die here. If I'm on the fence deciding whether or not I want to go get this magic immunity card, this fax card, why wouldn't I wait till you start demanding the boosters? Because Alex's card is going to be invalid then, and me and you will go back in together, and we could both get our first shot for the second time. Yeah, but theoretically, a booster would build upon what you have already. The so reason you we got to get it is because it's, it's a it's a zero to a hundred. I don't know, Greg. Sounds it like can't you're go over a hundred. Alex, what sounds you're like saying? you're trying to build up yourself an argument to, to justify going to get the vaccine for yourself. Absolutely not. Okay. Absolutely no, no. If that's what you're doing right now, I'm trying to undermine is how they are making this impossible. Uh, what I'm trying to do is explain how right now there is no rational reasoning for me to do that. Like every piece of science that I just gave, regular immunity, if you got the disease the old-fashioned way, it's going to last more than the vax. They're admitting the vax only goes about six months for comorbid people, for the elderly, the same person that the original disease is worse for. Mm -hmm. So it's not like that's even – of course the vax – like if it's not protecting them, then it's failing. The the young people's immune systems protect yourself. Old people need the booster. You, what you're trying to suggest is if I got 10 boosters, I'd be, I'd be more protected than two. No, you get zero to 100% immunity. If once you hit 100, it's like vitamins. Once you can take them, you can't just store extra. You piss them out. Like, like you don't, you can't have extra immunity. You're just wasting time. Well, I thought we were saying it's a ploy by the pharmaceutical companies anyways, just to make more money and like secure their bets. Let's keep going. She's going to explain what I, I explained what I think Pfizer was thinking was covering their ass. This is Pfizer perspective is that they say that they see immunity waning to two shots of their vaccine for some of the folks who've been vaccinated that after about six months, they see it wane. Now, I think in the meeting that Pfizer is going to have with Anthony Fauci and Rochelle Walensky and others this evening, they will have two things to explain. One, why do they think that there's lots of evidence showing that it's that the immunity is not waning? Why do they think this? They have not pointed to any good hard data yet. The other thing we'll have to explain, you know, Pfizer kind of isn't reading the room. One third of Americans do not want to get vaccinated. They have not gotten vaccinated and the public health system is trying to convince them to get vaccinated. The way to do that is not to tell them, get vaccinated, oh, and it's going to wane really quickly, by the way. That's not the way to do it. That is the exact opposite of the messaging that American public health officials are trying to do right now. And Pfizer has really uh, kind of uh, hurt the effort. And so let's take a look at what the CDC and the FDA says you should do, because I think everyone wants a bottom There we go. Let's get the bottom line. Did you see what she just said there? The quiet, to me, that I was running victory laps a week ago when she said this because to me this is the end of the battle like like what i'm hearing there is is this thing is relatively effective but you're blaming pfizer for not reading the politics you've been saying science 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 this whole time the people who are doing the pfizer experiment know more about the science than fauci does asking waiting to ask approval of anthony fauci later whether they not whether or not they could release this statement this has nothing to do with him 
What do you mean you have to wait till Fauci weighs in? Because they know Fauci, the politician, realizes that this story makes it less likely that my third gets vaccinated. So even though it's true, how dare you say it now while we're in the middle of our biggest pitch of all time? Right now, they're on TikTok. They've got major artists. You can't get into any sporting event right now. The Olympics is basically closed. LA's putting their mask back on. They were attempting a second lockdown. Like, like that's all happening right and now. Oh, I think I think what she's trying to say is okay. A third of Americans don't want it, and now you're having you this PR campaign. It's 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 counterproductive to the PR campaign. Kind of, but it's also government running the PR campaign. They're saying get this because yes, you know, and they're mad at the scientists for coming they out spent and a showing bunch a of money study to Pfizer and they want to see their money justified. The, basically, uh, no, is what it comes so, down. That's why I'm going to keep circling well, back. I to know, that. but their argument is that their marketing campaign is all based off science, unless the science is inconvenient. And in that case, the science has to shut up until the marketing campaign catches everyone else up. It's just like it. You know, it reminds me of uh, smoking. You're going to have like science versus. You're gonna have quote unquote whether or not you could smoke in a building, or whether or not you can have smoking in a building, the or allow people without COVID. companies are gonna try to delink it from you know let's keep going. things. Let's, and let's keep let's keep. That, that's what roll. this really reminds me. Of. She, she, what's amazing is this is over the course of a week. We're gonna have to wrap it, this up here soon. This we is the to same. Make closing arguments. Give me, here give, give me. I got, I got 11:30. Let me close this down in 13 minutes. Let's let the video speak for themselves. This is this is the de- Alec. I, I agree with what you're saying here. Listen to how Elizabeth Cohen is actively spinning this each day. This is not good news, but let's keep going. So Fauci, we just had our meet our meeting with Pfizer and Fauci. Why they think one is necessary right now? Um, Anthony Fauci has talked about this. He said that he actually got an apology from the CEO of Pfizer because they surprised everyone with this announcement. And he basically said a few hours ago that ready? Pfizer does not get to decide who gets shots and when. Let's take a listen. What Pfizer did, understandably, they looked at what their data and they say, hey, you know, based on what we see, we think people should get vaccinated. Uh, with a boost. Well, that's fine, except they're not the official recommending organization. <laughs> so here's the bottom line. I'm the official recommendation organization. And you would know if you were, ego. for example, if you'd received uh, an organ transplant. Lawyers. Talk to your doctor. Maybe you should get a third shot. That's worth discussing with your doctor. But that's a relatively small number of people. For the vast majority of us, we do not need to be getting boosters right now. As a matter of fact, Yet. the CDC Yet. and the FDA came out and said this very plainly last week. It is worth repeating. Americans who have been fully vaccinated do not need a booster shot at this time and let me tell you i can count on one hand and probably have some fingers left for the number of times that the cdc and the fda come out and say something together two times they've done that (laughs) the cdc and the fda aren't supposed to work together and them agreeing with one another is not comforting for anybody on this planet whatsoever (laughs) them coming out and saying you won't need a booster at this time well of course not you've just identified that saying they need it now will ruin the vax effort by not even clarifying and saying you won't need it period they're reaffirming everything that we're saying that that you're gonna need a booster come fall come the turn of the new year everyone that has been vaccinated is gonna need to get another one so if you're one of the third that hasn't why not just wait till that period and join the next wave of vaxxers and every year as we do this purge of the population of people who won't get vaccinated can't go into So is that what you plan on doing, Greg? I'm ready to hit the mats. I got places to go. I got every, I got my money saved up. Baggage packed. I'm ready to go. No, I'm it, saying you're going to wait for that third booster to come out and I'll, finally I'll wait till the end of the year. If PA, we're looking like we might attempt more lockdowns. If we go down that route, I'm out. 
this show, we, we have to hit the hiatus. We'll do a final episode. We'll all sound off. But let, let, me, let me keep going on this part here. They're going to go on and ask in this clip, Dr. Khan. This is interesting. Let me see if you can get this reference, Allie. Start getting their shots who may have not been vaccinated first. Oh, absolutely. A booster is the wrong solution to the problem. Right. Uh, if you look at who's getting severe disease in the United States, it's invariably people who have not been vaccinated. So the solution isn't to give a booster to people who are... What I didn't play from the Zeke Emanuel skit when he first unleashed the boosters is he outlined that the problem in Israel and the reason they found out that it's only 64% effective is they test people that have been vaccinated to see if they have COVID. Here in America, we don't do that. Mm. If you've been vaccinated, you're left out of contact tracing. Okay. So if you're asymptomatic, you'll never know. Back That's interesting. Last summer, we made a really big deal when Trump said, stop testing, stop right. testing people not well, healthy. Excuse the data. We have lower cases if... It, he had a point. Mm -hmm. And right now we're actually doing what he said and we're using that to give vaccine success. When we don't even know how many people who have been vaccinated have natural immunity before they went in. We didn't keep that stat either. It's the, it definitely skews the data, though, one way or the other. It's you junk. Can't, can't argue against it. It's junk. It. Uh, and, and, I wouldn't call it junk, and, and but it's, can't, har it's harder. You can't make to, a point. You can't make a point. It's, it's harder to nail it down. Let's let there's, it, a, there's a higher standard deviation. What's, what's Dr. Khan's solution? been vaccinated. It's to get the initial doses to people who have been unvaccinated. Uh, and in the words of uh, Juvie the Great, you know, uh, vax oh, that geez. thing up. Don't ruin it. <laughs> I think you just ruined it. Uh, and in the words of uh, Juvie the Great, you know, uh, vax that thing up. <laughs> Juvie the well Great? Well quoted. Dr. Ali Khan, you get a prize. Listen, <laughs> oh, the, the fact... The, the point he was making before he made a fool of himself <laughs> Juvie the Great. was well taken, though. Ju 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 Juvie the Great, Vax That Ass Up. He said, Vax That Thing Up. There's actually a song called Back That Thing Up. Uh, Most juvenile, he was back when we were in high school. That was like one of our prom songs, Back That Ass Up. Okay. It's really like, I'm trying to think. Uh, this guy was with Lil Wayne. Mm -hmm. I think. Uh, you want to sing it for us, Greg? No, uh, you can pull up the clip if you had your computer of. You have you have your phone. No, I, so I I have my 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 folder set up. I can't keep talking and moving between the internet and keep the sounds. I think I know the song in. you're talking about. He did a rap song with Tom Steyer in the South Carolina primary where they were like twerking on each other. Tom Steyer, yeah, white oh guy, back that ass up. It was supposed to be a big thing. He wrote a remix for the vaccines called "Vax That Thing Up." Put out a whole. I think Manny Fresh was in it. Put a whole music video. The White House had TikTokers over today. We're not going to get into that because of time on this episode. They're in full force on the influence. The fact that the best rapper they can get is Juvie the Great, which I've never heard of him. I was gonna, I've never heard of it's him. It's Juvenile. It's what I knew him as growing okay. up. I guess that's what he's going by now. He's Vax. He's got a new name. He's got a new, he's got a new identity. Juvie the Great. I, I guess that's where we're going. Let's let that doctor redeem himself a bit here and talk about mass mandates with Dr. Fauci uh, said this to Jake Tapper yesterday when he was asked about where he falls on this is Sunday the debate over whether uh, states, municipalities, uh, private businesses should mandate vaccination. Listen to this. I have been of this opinion and I remain of that opinion that I do believe at the local level, Jake, there should be more mandates. There really should be. We're talking about life and death situation. What do you think in your own state, for example? That's I mean, you had one. Nebraska shut down its COVID-19 response dashboard and their and their state of emergency. Uh, yes, you know, you do have cases 
um, down from where we were at the height of the crisis, but they are going okay, you can you can uh, he's gonna he's gonna say yes. You can make your argument here for freedom, and I will agree with you. So, and you they, know. no, but this is where they gets the question is, and that's my we're, I wrap this up right where I'm looking for. Um, the we all and what he's going to outline is there is only Fauci could argue that there's any way constitutionally for the federal government to force private businesses to mandate vaccines. The question now is, can a state stop a private business from mandating vaccine? Can DeSantis stop the cruise ships from mandating you set sail with? proof of vaccine can a south dakota school not allow a local school district tell you what the lawyers are going to make a ton of money field day and we've been arguing the tort for all from the beginning this is the thing that if we wanted to solve this prolonged civil war which is what it's about to be we just need to take we can't be suing americans we can't let this abstract war with covid turn into the vax versus the unvaxed if this turns into that in a legal battle between the two why are we so divided wait wait for the tort thing to, to stop you know well the question, oh, we're getting buzzing. I set times up. Well, I'm wrapping it up, people. Okay, this is where um, we're going to talk whether or not here. So we agree that the government cannot mandate vaccines. Or at least shouldn't. Private no, sector, so though. Private sector and Dr. Wen, enemy of the show. She's been around for a long time. She was all over the place this week. Let's take her straight to... She goes through what I just explained legally. We don't compromise. It does also matter to you if you're going into work and surrounded by people who are unvaccinated and could be infecting you. And so I think if that kind of messaging is out there, that vaccinated people are safest around other people who are also vaccinated, that then lays the groundwork for employers, for workplaces, for schools, universities to be putting in their own private vaccine mandates. So, Max, uh, you uh, cast this or characterize this as the scientist and the experts versus what you call conspiratorial. Uh, co- this is going to go on good. for a while there. <laughs> wow, yeah, this is incredible. This is five minutes later. Same same dialogue. Greg really got into this. I'm hoping to see him in the war, Alec. I'm really just hoping that we could go back to normal. And there's a chance that we can just go back to debating infrastructure and voting rights and all this fun stuff. And we can call each other racist. And you and Craig can fight about unions. And everything can go back to the way it was. Can't wait. We canceled the war on terror and we could cancel the war on COVID. We're canceling the war on drugs is currently in the Senate. Yeah. All the, We're not going to talk about that tonight because we're in agreement on that. And we'll save that for when we can have a debate. Here, this can end one of three ways. Three ways. Um, that we won't get it under control, there'll be ongoing severe disease, or there will be transition to an epidemic, uh, seasonal like the flu, or we'll transition to an endemic that has lower impact than the flu, which is most likely here for you. Three. Mm. I Last think this one. really depends on what it is that we do at this point. So now we have this Delta variant that is much more contagious. Because it's more contagious, it's going to be even harder for us to reach herd immunity. We're going to have to vaccinate an even higher proportion of people to get there. What happens then if we end up having another variant developing that's even more contagious? that could cause more disease, that could evade the protection of our immune system. And so how quickly we get this under control and which way we go depends on what we do now when it comes to vaccination, to overcoming disinformation, and what we really need to do at this point. It's going to be the flu. If the vax works, then only very old people who probably have other conditions that might contribute to COVID, the same as what you would die elderly of flu or cancer or other things that have become endemic yeah. that we don't really have a cure for. Yeah. 
hopefully the, the tr- third one there treatments and therapeutics there's a clip i'm not gonna get to play where jim kramer's freaking out about this we've been over with him he's a big everyone needs to be vaxxed and they're talking about how once we get the treatments we can get everybody not just get the treatments make it so everyone has access immediately when they get sick not just that if you're living in the city you can get i, I don't want to mispronounce the names because i've kept the good we've only been quoting cnn no fake information on this episode i don't know <laughs> the treatments on the horizon but they are there there are things that are d- yeah. d- d- are l- mitigating the symptoms so that if you do get it, if you've been vaxxed, there are still ways that we can compete around it. And I'm hoping the next – every time I say this, I hope the next time we record, listen to – and this is what makes me paranoid. This is Dr. Reiner. I, I don't know how many times you've encountered him. He's about to get fanatical. And this is the kind of stuff that drives me wild. I'm going to end an episode this late with this much energy. Schools should be open for in-person – No, that's not the one I was looking for. – for our enemy. Right? They are cloaking themselves in the flag of the virus when, when you cheer for uh, inadequate vaccination in this country. How? Let me restart to give it a background. This is so ridiculous. Yeah, you just brought him up out of nowhere. Yeah, dark guy, I, I hate this guy. I don't want to let him talk for too long because he poisons the airwaves. CPAC. <laughs> Had, I hope not. CPAC had their second meeting in like seven months. Okay. It's supposed to be a yearly thing. Yeah. I spoke out in support of it. Yeah, we th- we had a whole episode about it. I thought it. it was like one episode every year. Apparently, they backed one up, and now they got one early. And you can't – it's turning into a Democratic parade. It's supposed to mean something. Once a year is once a year, and everybody got to appear, all the big names. It can't just be like in one state. Like, yeah. I mean, it can be in one state, but the minute you everyone bring it, comes. The, the minute you break <laughs> it up like this, the less impact it has, right? Friend of the show, Alex Berenson – appeared at CPAC and argued that the scientists thought that they were going to get us to 85% vaccination and thought we were going to be rubes and they were going to trick us into that. The audience clapped. That's two-thirds of Republicans are not pro this vaccination. So you're at CPAC. You're talking to the hardest of the hardcore. There is nothing new here. This is Dr. Rainier's response once he finds out that this happened. And so I got to get a flag of the COVID. I, I haven't seen so this yet. you can yet. wrap yourself around it. I like it. I think we're going to get past this. They don't want to mask up, and they don't want to, va- and, and they don't want to close down. They don't want to stay at home, and they don't want to vaccinate. Oh, no, I, look, we need to grow up. And- in this clip here with Dr. Wen, she's saying for masks, 2 to 12 until you're vaccinated. I'm skipping that because we don't have time. Back to the quote I'm talking about. For our enemy. Right? They are cloaking themselves in the flag of the virus when, when you cheer for uh, inadequate vaccination in this country. How else do these people think we're going to get past this? They don't want to mask up and they don't want to va- and, and they don't want to close down. They don't want to stay at home and they don't want to vaccinate. It, look, we need to grow up in this country. We have a solution to this for this. And the solution is vaccinations. Dr. Reiner, thank you. Cloaking themselves. I, by no means, and I guess that's what I want to outline here, is if I were cloaking myself in the flag of the vaccine, then I would be rooting for people who got the vaccine to die of COVID. I'm not doing that. I'm not rooting for anybody to die of COVID. It seems a lot like the Why people... Why are you making that jump it, se- it seems a lot like the way that they're portraying this and not testing people who have been vaccinated for COVID, that they are rooting for people to die of COVID who have not been vaccinated. I'm saying that if I have not been vaccinated... And I had to go to the hospital and identify myself as such. I think that they have a vested interest in not giving me top care. Well, can't, why can't it just be the obvious that you're just trying to get as many people to take the vaccine as possible? That's not what that threat. That's not convincing anybody. That's that's rooting for death. You are rooting. The only way that you can make that ridiculous of an argument is if you can get some kind of test that proves 
that people who have been uh, that people who have been vaccinated are not getting the COVID. Not that people who are, have been vaccinated are not dying of the COVID, because generally people who get COVID they are not would, dying. They would have that doesn't to do that. prove yes, anything. You're right. They aren't doing that. They're just highlighting right. deaths of COVID. Right. So that today you have some people come on. That's what I was talking about my mom. You had some people come on that got the vax and couldn't convince their parents to get the vax, and then they died. Right. And that's my worst nightmare. And I, that happened. I, I would not change any of my stances. I just outlined my mom's not getting it either. This is yeah. it's the way we think. We're freedom first people. That's this is our philosophy. Like it or love it, don't like it. And I would honestly say that that's fine. If like you know, they're not going to get it either, then okay. We got to live. You're all we gotta kinda, live with the consequences. Right, exactly. We, we have to live with the consequences. But if they got it, then I would think that you would have to get it. Is that what you would think? I, like, would you say that if they yes. would have, if they would have got it, you I, would go get I, it? I would feel more obliged. The conversation we just had probably 24 hours ago was me going to my mom again. I am not telling you not to get the vax at all. If you want to get it, please get it. I will get it if that means that you'll get it. If the only reason you're not getting it is because of me, then, then, don't, then don't I'll do get that. it. That, yeah, that's what right. I got to No, that's not – just – this has gotten – as all the arguments that I play, this isn't about chips. This isn't about messing with your DNA, tracking you. This has nothing to do with any of that. This is just variable and risk analysis. And when I see this Israeli study, this looks like a coin flip to me. In a good experiment, you have 50% of the country vaxxed, 50% unvaxxed, and let's see how this tests both. You have to treat both groups, both the control group and yeah. the vax group the same. You get the placebos. You do right the now, whole. we're only testing one group, and then we're only keeping side effects isolated for another. And there's a lot of reasons why at the beginning I played that. There's a lot of questions. Yeah. You don't have to be a conspiracy theorist or a crazy person or a wing nut to have some legitimate questions. You here. know, I just said placebo, which made me think, like, okay, in, in Israel, where they had 99% of people vaccinated. No, no control group. There was no... We have not done any... Like right now, America, we placebo. kind of, with the 48.4... But I thought we did We did a... I thought we did a placebo here as well, I, too. I, it's a theory I floated. Is the reason we have the two shots is because there's a 50-50 chance you get a placebo. Okay. And that you go in to get twice because the odds are if you get one out of two, you'll get the legit vaccine one of the times. If we want to actually test this, then you space it out. You have someone get a placebo, you get someone get the vaccine, see which ones of that group got. They both live in the same area. Yeah. See which ones got the COVID, which ones didn't. Compare them to each other, get them vaxxed again. And that barcode, and that's what, it's not tracking you, but that barcode that they put on your slip yeah. that they can search, I'm sure that would say whether it's a placebo or not. Probably. I'm sure we can find out that exact sign. That would, yeah. I would hope. If we're running this, I mean, if we're running this experiment, like it makes, I'm giving them some benefit of the doubt they're trying to run a semi-legitimate experiment and johnson and johnson is just the one that said f you just give everyone a 50 50 shoot them <laughs> once and see if they get it and that's where when they're an emergency certified drug that's what we're doing our best here just right? 50 50 50 50 like everything in this damn country is coming down to anymore is this 50 50 split all right. Well, I think this was. I think this was a good show. If we're gonna go fifty fifty, I think it is. Good. We got two issues. We could probably cut it in half. Um, the one more. I, this is just because you already brought it up, and obviously our fans know this is a thing. Hunter. Oh, I thought you were gonna say JD Vance. Oh no, the JD. No, we with JD Vance. He's gonna be around for a while. We're gonna do election. I coverage. didn't bring up Hunter Biden. You I did. brought up. Hunter I did, Biden. and it's gotten worse. Don't pin that one on it's me. It's gotten Greg. worse. No, because it's gotten worse. And you keep like this is one of those Democrats just keep looking on the other way. Other way. This is Obama's ethics official on CNN. Okay. Talking about Hunter's current auction that is going on this week. I thought we were done. We're not because I got I got I got to play this clip because it doesn't fit in. This doesn't fit in anywhere. But I just audience needs to know we need to get on record. We didn't get to have an audience. We didn't get to have an audience, and I'm gonna float this joke now. That now that they got Avenatti in prison for two and a half years, we got room for Andy Cuomo. Who? At Michael Avenatti. Oh, Avenatti. Okay. You know, this is me and Craig used to fight. I got to wait for Craig on this one. Either way, for the audience, 
there's a special seat. Why don't we split a cell between Avenatti and Cuomo? Like right now, Andrew's about he's getting interrogated for the sexual harassment charges from the New York AG. Right. How awesome would that be if Michael Avenatti and Andrew Cuomo just served the same Honestly, cell in I Rikers no idea, Island? Because I don't know who Michael Avenatti is. So disappointing, Alec. That's why you don't watch TV. This is CNN. This was a hero. This was somebody that's similar to Cuomo at the beginning of the pandemic. They pumped him up. They loved him. He's, was he a politician? No. He was the lawyer for Stormy Daniels. Oh. 240 TV appearances within a year. Now he got sued for defrauding Nike. He's in jail for two and a half years. And he is two. I mean, he didn't get sued. He got tried and found guilty. Wow. Two and a half years for extorting Nike. That's a bad lawyer. Two more charges for extorting a crippled and a senior citizen. And I think one's both. Oh, boy. No, this guy's going to jail for a while. But it started. This guy was the love just like Cuomo. They couldn't get enough of him. They have him on. Everyone compliments him. If you want to watch a montage, turn on Fox. They're having a field day with it. But we elected But we elected one of those. He's running again. Not the other. He's not taking his name off the ticket for 2016. <laughs> yeah, Cuomo isn't. But no. No, he's doing it again. But the why should he? That doesn't you just, matter. You just don't admit your mistakes. You no, move on. Just double down and say I win. Now this lawyer, dude. Then yeah, I mean he just gets written off. Yes. You know, we, we didn't elect him. Oh no, he, we he, didn't elect this lawyer guy. And that's where I wish Craig was here. I should be out calling my own foul. I was pumping Avenatti when I was down crap back then because he was the one to fight. It was like finally got someone who's gonna kick in Trump's teeth. This is someone to put the questions to him. Unconfined. Yeah, a criminal. <laughs> a criminal. <laughs> like like a dirt ball. Like this is too. The, the party is too desperate for a strong man. That's what I started realizing at that point once he fell. We are really clinging to anybody who just says screw Trump with their chest out makes the biggest show of force against it. But Hunter, what if what if this was a Trump child? Walter, just explain why would Walter Schwab the White House be the intermediary for the art sale? I mean, I think that what Jen Psaki was saying was that they thought that this would be a way to head off any ethical concerns, but you're shaking your head. Yeah, they've absolutely made it worse for two reasons. One, what they've done is ensured that neither you nor I nor anyone watching this show will know who buys the art unless they share it publicly. But there's nothing that we can do to monitor to make sure that Hunter Biden or anyone in the White House doesn't find out that the dealer keeps his or her promise, that the buyers don't uh, call the White House, ask for a meeting and say, hey, I just bought the president's son's art for $500,000. Now, maybe we trust Joe Biden not to give preferential treatment because he's a better human being than Donald Trump, but you don't run an ethics program on the idea that you hope everybody behaves. If everybody in the world would behave, we don't even need laws prohibiting murder then. So well, over, we're, let's look at we're really taking some chumps there, aren't we? All someone would have to do is put out a Facebook painting of Hunter's picture, and Hunter's going to know that they bought it, or Joe's going to know that they bought it, or more importantly, the people who are running this country will. Like, by making it a double-blind auction, nothing is stopping the purchaser from letting the purchase know. There's just stopping the public. You're almost challenging the purchaser to try to do it that way without, Make it sub subliminal, like like yeah. some way to do this cryptically. And, and right now, like, like you need to talk, because I, I tried to do some research into this. A new Van Gogh, when I say new, an old Van Gogh that just was discovered new, okay. yeah. it's going for about $150,000. Mm. Half a million for finger painting of Hunter Biden's portrait is insane. And there's in no world, if, if any other person, if you just did Hunter any other last name, this thing wouldn't even sell. This is an addict's artwork that he learned when he was recovering, which is good. 
But most people just do their artwork and their parents put it on their fridge and you clap and that's they don't that. Sell for you don't have this big thing. Half a million dollars. You don't have this big thing. And as Joe Biden disappears to Tokyo by herself, who's watching Joe, Alec? The American but public. But Joe's not here. <laughs> no, seriously, I'm asking this question seriously. Jo- Joe is on her way currently I'm sure, I'm sure he's to got Japan somebody. I'm sure he's got somebody. To, to compete in the empty Olympics, Joe's on her way to Japan. Who's a Joe? Hunter. Hunter. Hunter whispered in the ear. The DNC whisper. Uh, any, okay. we're, we're wrapping up. Well, we love just talking about your conspiracy. Filibuster. Well, not my conspiracy. We'll bring this up on another date. Mm-hmm. The filibuster. John Fetterman took to CNN and announced that enough simping for Trump and he's going to break the filibuster. Whatever with that. We didn't get a chance to talk about, the, and this is final thoughts, the Texas clown show. When we're talking about the filibuster right now, it's uh, Hannity, or Hannity and Abbott already beat me to the punch. Right now, the Texas Democrats cannot successfully filibuster a voting rights bill that Texas Republicans are about to pass. Instead of standing in and holding quorum, they've left the state of D.C. and went to Washington, D.C. so that they cannot hold court okay. in Texas. Like it's, it's, so since you can't – normally a filibuster is saying that – Yeah. You know, we have enough votes to block you from passing it. This is saying that we know that we don't have you enough to block you from so passing just it. Vacated. You can't hold a quorum. You can't conduct a law if you don't have enough people in the office. Roll my eyes at that. Well, this is listen to my. I'm play last clip. I'm just gonna piss you oh, off Christ here, Alex. Jesus. We got it going. I don't know the next time we're gonna get this. I don't know the next time we're gonna get recording here. We got. This is our boy. Let's put my headphones back on. Continue to call special session after special session after special session all the way up until election next year. And so if these people want to be hanging out wherever they're hanging out on this taxpayer paid junket, they're going to have to be prepared to do it for well over a year. As soon as they come back in the state of Texas, they will be arrested. They will be cabined inside the Texas Capitol until they get their job done. End it. Right there, Governor Greg Abbott. Once you guys hand, you guys are criminals of the state. Round them up, bring them in. That's the way to handle this. Uh, we don't have time to discuss the details of the case. This is like the filibuster. Hopefully, we can have a more detailed discussion within the next week with this coming up. Uh, the reason I'm saying we're getting cut here, Craig's gone for the foreseeable future. I think for the next couple weeks. Oh, that long? I think so. Yeah, he just got back from his vacation was his week off. I wanted to make sure we get these topics in before, like that Afghanistan story. I'm sorry if we wasted the viewers' time. I hope it was entertaining, and I think most of our audience agrees with our. I was entertained. Our stance on it, but that's going to be nothing. That's something that I think 13 people watched it, and I was the only one that didn't fall asleep. I was like recording. It. What? This is these people should not be interviewing each other on this channel. They don't adversaries. It's good to see. Sometimes we still do get legitimate news. That was actually a real dialogue. Like yeah. that was, you don't get this. Not, not many people go on the other person's channels. It was which, definitely off the cuff. Which is where watching JD Vance, he does interviews with Politico. He he'll go on CNN. He's pretty articulate. You read his book? Yeah. He, he, like he's going to be. A I good, read an article about him recently that uh, how much of a flip flopper he is, and I thought it was kind of. They're, they're calling him on Trump. They're yeah. trying to say that he was a big anti-Trumper. He didn't like his rhetoric. I didn't. I did not support Trump back in 2016. There, there were some tweets. There yeah. were some alleged tweets. I I did a show. Yeah. I did a show. Trump was going to end. Now I have to argue that Biden's going to end democracy. But mm-hmm. I thought Trump was going to be the end of democracy. I didn't know. And Trump, remember when Trump wanted to get rid of the filibuster? And Mitch McConnell yeah. was the voice of reason. Right. Who's going to be the Chuck? It's Chuck. Chuck's calling for it. Either way, everyone have a great week. I hope everyone's enjoying their summer. We should be have more episodes coming up. Unless I outlined earlier, I'm prepared to flee the state. 
And that's what it's going to come down to. It might happen. Yeah, that's what it's going to come down to. We if, go to if war. There's a slight hi- hiatus. We go to war. One of three of us have You heard the way fled. I'm draping myself in the flag of the COVID. What did he say? I'll get that's you. That's what I'm doing. What I'll is get that? You one. A purple flag. It's probably like the don't tread on me flag. You, you can you, just like, you know, put yourself in If that. you get one of Hunter's abstract art, you could probably declare it flag of the code. Uh, that's a lot. It's it, a lot. It's 500,000 it's, it's purple bubbles. It's purple bubbles that looks like the infection scene on CNN that just kind of flies all over the place. You're having too much fun with this. Call your own foul. Have a great evening, everyone. Good night. <laughs>